In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Brendan Kilcoyne, coming to you from Athenry, County Galway in Ireland. Uh, again, if you enjoy our work, consider subscribing. Hit the subscribe button. If you can spare a few quid, as they say, give us a hand. Give us the old kiss of life financially. Save us from our normally financially parlous condition. You might find Patreon an interesting place to go. I want to follow on from something I discussed in an earlier uh, little video um, where I talked about uh, the whole vegan thing and why Catholics needed to make it their own move into that area. I'm not saying necessarily become vegan, which is a very particular choice, but just that whole area. Now, very serious ethical and spiritual questions. Not only ethical, because as you know, the ethical, the ethical for us is never simply divorced from the metaphysical, from, from the discussion of what is. But there are philosophical problems with that too. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not even, I don't even have the mind to go into that. We let somebody else deal with that. There are several excellent philosophical podcasts going on. But just to look at one of the things that perplexes me about the whole area of, of the public area of veganism where, you know, it's produced some outstandingly articulate and charismatic spokesmen and women. Really enjoyable speakers. Really first-class speakers. I don't know that we have anyone of the kind in, 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 in English-speaking Catholicism at the moment. A vegan equivalent, let's say, of Mike Schmitz or Scott Hahn. People like that, because they are in the States. So I'm thinking of Gary Yurofsky, who's just a charismatic, passionate, committed... They really have shaken me up about the meat industries. But I have a question. Now, I know I'm going to sound like a barfly boar coming out with this, but, but it's a question. It's a serious question. If we're so good about talking about sins against human beings, such as abortion and euthanasia, why aren't we looking more at the abuse of sentient beings, animals, who are capable of feeling pain, of experiencing fear, right? That's one question. I've asked it before, I'm asking it again. I know, don't say, oh, they, this guy's lost his faith. He's going, he's going to start talking about animals having souls. I'm not going down there. I'm talking about our stewardship. Now, if we're going to do that, why aren't, at least I haven't heard them doing it, why aren't the great apostles of, of veganism talking about the way human beings are treating their unwanted young and are about to treat their unwanted elderly and sick? Now, there's a question for veganism to spoil their evenings and put them off their pint. If we're going to talk about compassion, if we're going to talk about an absence of cruelty, if we're going to go as far as some of you have gone to say that there's little difference between human animals and other animals. Okay. What about abortion? What about the abortion industry? What about the industry, particularly an absolutely gothic, I mean a profoundly grisly 
industry in human spare parts that's going on from the abortion industry. We talk about that a bit. So, you've shamed me. And, and, and I take that completely on board. I need to start looking at the way we're treating animals. And I have started to look at it. And thank you for that. I didn't thank you straight away, but I'm thanking you now. Thank you for that. Thank you for making me uncomfortable. Thank you for showing me my hypocrisies, or some of them anyway. Will you join me? If I might just show you one or two of yours. And then this will be a game for all the family. Then we can really have a conversation. If we're going to talk about the abuse of animals in abattoirs, let's talk about the, the human abattoirs. Let's say this for the moment. Now, this isn't the way I regard human nature because Christian anthropology is different. But, but let's go the whole hog and talk about just, you know, we're going to talk about everyone as animals. Let's talk about how the human animals are treated. Let's talk about abortion. We're talking about, what is it, male chicks who aren't needed. And, and I was horrified by that, is that they're being fed alive into grinders because they're not needed, because obviously they can't lay eggs. Certainly that's the way it looks in, the, in some of the film, some of the, some of the uh, footage I've seen, about the way in which, let's say, fetuses are treated when they don't obligingly die after the first effort at, at abortion. Come on, let's talk about this stuff. Let's talk about the euthanasias that are carried out. Apparently now, some of them without the consent of the party in some of the European countries. You started, and fair play to you for starting it. Well, you didn't start it, but you took it in a different direction. I think we can all do with a little dose of shame. The shame is at me at the moment, a bit like the port. But you passed the port, so I'm going to pass you the shame. You can have a glass too. Let's talk about the way we're treating everything that is capable of feeling pain and suffering and which trusts and depends on us. Let's not stop at non-human animals. Like if you're going to talk about animals, let's talk about all the animals. And I would say to Catholics, to devout Catholics, let's not stop at humans. Let's look at all the animals. I'm not, I'm not equating them. Absolutely, okay? I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm talking about stewardship. The abortion industry is going to be a judgment on all of us. Now, you're talking about climate change. You're talking about the pollution of the seas. These things all have to be brought up. They all have to be discussed. Action has to be taken in respect of many of them. All right, the climate change, there is a debate on that. I don't think there's any debate about the pollution of the seas. They're filthy. You live by the sea, you can see what's being thrown up regularly. I remember years ago, because I'm telling you, it's not lately, the Irish, the, the Irish now I think are, I, I think in no time at all we have, we have proved to be a dab hand at abortion. I think something like between six and 7,000 last year. Am I right? I think between six and 7,000 last year. Not bad going, huh? Not bad going for a country that only brought in abortion a few years ago. I'll tell you something, we have the cool head on the long step. 
We're quick on our feet. We don't let the grass grow under them. We are adept at dealing with the unwanted. And I'm afraid if you look at our recent history, and I mean by recent, I mean in the last hundred years, we've always been adept at dealing with the unwanted. Now John Waters talks about this in relation to the enormous group trauma that was the Irish famine, the full effects of which he's convinced have never been adequately explored. I've, I heard the historian Joseph Lee talk in a similar way once, and I, I must point out that I'm not saying those people would necessarily agree with me on anything. You know the way sometimes you hear something and it fits into place with a cold click at the back of your mind, but you're not fully aware of the implications yet, but you know that something is wrong? I remember somebody commenting about an old man we knew who had become, he became ill and died quite quickly. And the comment of the person talking to me was, who was himself reasonably up in years, I wasn't as happy for him and him to be there an invalid and no use to anyone. Do you hear that? Do you want me to rewind? Because that was said by a devout Catholic. And to be there an invalid and no use to anyone. Since when are human beings for whom Christ died supposed to be judged simply on their utility to other human beings? Since when do our obligations to other human beings stop simply because they become vulnerable and no longer able to contribute to the group effort. Now, you can tell me that I'm being unfair, but I seem to remember a certain gentleman with an Austrian accent, who spoke German with an Austrian accent, who had some very interesting ideas on what he called useless mouths. And it occurs to me that even though he was spectacularly beaten, I wonder if he really died in the bunker. Well, I know he didn't die in the bunker. He did, actually. Yeah, he was, his body was disposed of outside of it. He loved animals, I remember that. Very fond of animals. Vegetarian, as far as I know. All right, you vegans are coming back at me saying, you know, now you've taken your mask off. You're, you know, you're a Catholic reactionary and you just want to stick it to vegans. Vegans, really? Okay, do you want me to add in a few more things? He was a Catholic, never left the church, served mass and learned a huge amount from Catholic ceremonies. So it looks like we've all got our hands dirty here. No, I'm not sticking you with Hitler. But I'm just saying it'd be, a, it'd be some irony if the whole world, having mustered together to try to defeat this evil, suddenly discovers that 80 years later, it, some 80 years later, it, it has actually taken on most of the philosophy. Some of the countries that were among his earliest conquests, such as Belgium and Holland, are forging ahead with euthanasia. God forbid that people's comfortable middle-class lives would be disturbed by, by an elderly relative who has given them everything and has now made the mistake of getting old, of not being able to walk, of smelling, 
of not being able to feed themselves. God forbid. I fear more the modern attempt to tidy us up than anything. And I beg the vegans not to become part of it. We're not tidy. You're pointing out where we try to tidy up things by keeping ferocious industries out of our sight so that we don't have to watch the millions of cattle killed. We don't have to watch the terrified pigs and sheep being killed and all the rest of it. You have a point. We don't have to watch the human children being killed in the abortion hospitals either. That's taken care of very well. We're well able to, to, to create an enormous stink about a, a graveyard in which infants were buried from a mother and child home years ago. Fair point. And then at the same breath, the same culture can allow human fetal remains to be washed down a toilet. Get away out of that. We don't watch it. We're all going to end up with a dodgy Austrian accent. If you're Austrian, I apologise. Okay, in advance. But you know what I'm getting at. Okay, because we have our embarrassments in Ireland too. You know what I'm getting at. We need to get a grip of our humanity. It's being taken from us. All right, you're right. It's being taken from us in the way we're treating animals. It's being taken from us as well in the way we're treating our own fellow human beings. And particularly the weak, the unwanted, the burdensome. That is an honourable burden. The burden of the young is an honourable burden. The burden of the elderly is an honourable burden. It must be carried. The society that dodges that is capable of of anything. Remember that. Veganism, let's have the discussion. But about all the killing, not just some. In Enemanahar, Sunvik, Spirit Nive, Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Dia Ismuriv, God and Mary with you all.